Hello, and welcome to the West Connect podcast, where we help ensure that student athletes are successful on and off the field. It's brought to you by the A Plus program. And today I'm excited to have Ellen Pack with me here. Ellen, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you, Brian? Doing fine. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited for this one because it hits on a lot of the themes that we've been discussing with others. But before we kind of jump into your journey, maybe talk a little bit about how you ended up at Wesleyan um, and what that looked like uh, from your perspective. Yeah, so my journey has definitely been an interesting one. I actually went to Wesleyan with the intention of becoming a music major um, and ended up just taking advantage of Wesleyan's open curriculum, exploring a lot of different things, and graduated as an economics and sociology double major. Um, I was drawn to, initially drawn to Wesleyan's vibrant arts and music scene. And uh, over the course of my time there, just, um, yeah, really tried to explore as many things as I could and ended up doing a lot of different, a lot of different things while over there, um, which was, I mean, one of the reasons why I want, wanted to go to Wesleyan as well. The fact that I would have that room to explore was, was very appealing to me as well. And you were, you were very active on campus. Um, I'm looking through your resume and it's impressive in terms of, you know, I won't go through an exhaustive list, but senior class president, you were an interviewer, you served on various committees. Um, was that something that you were intentional about on the front end or did it evolve over time once you got on campus? Um, definitely not intended. Um, and, and thanks for saying that, but yeah, it was really just um, following groups and projects that excited me. Um, I, like I said, I just uh, really had a fun time exploring lots of different parts of campus and different student groups um, and ended up just kind of uh, digging deeper and, and diving in where um, I felt that I had the opportunity to do so. And like I said, at Wesleyan, there are so many diverse people and student groups, and that just kind of led me to um, trying lots of different things and, and seeing where those activities took me. And that will be a theme that we hit on throughout this conversation is matching some of your personal passions with some of your intellectual and professional acumen. So I like that we're uncovering it early on. Are there any particular uh, experiences you had at Wesleyan, including athletically, that um, you know, might be interesting to talk a little bit more about in the perspective of it, somebody listening as a, as a current student and um, looking to get more engaged on campus? Yeah, for, for uh, I mean, there are several things that, um, you know, I, I explored throughout my Wesleyan career that I really loved, but some memories that stick out to me. Um, I was on the uh, varsity crew team for three years and the squash team for a year. Um, I was on the WSA for three years, and um, I was also um, a, a member of SIU, which is um, an interesting story there. I was a member of the first co-ed pledge class, and really to, I guess, any current student listening, um, Wesleyan, I think, is super unique in that it enables you to try lots of different things and, and take risks without any downside, um, and so, yeah, I, I'm glad that I took the opportunity to try lots of things because um, 
yeah, all, all of those experiences shaped me into the person I am today. And some of my fondest memories are from trying new things and exploring, uh, yeah, new groups. Great. And let's start kind of transitioning a little bit into the professional side of it. Um, you were a summer intern at Goldman Sachs. How did that come about? Yeah, so I think uh, the, the big theme here is that I really don't map out and plan out every step of my career or, or path. Um, it's really just in the moment um, what sounds exciting to me and what am I passionate about. And I came about, um, or I, what led me to applying to finance was that I had uh, had internships in other fields and I wanted to try something new. My, the summer of my freshman year of college, I interned uh, within the film industry. Um, the summer of my sophomore year, I interned with uh, a local government. I interned with the City Hall of San Francisco. And I was just curious about what the for-profit industry was like, what the finance world was like. And a lot of people around me were focused on applying to finance and consulting jobs. And so I was intrigued and reached out to people that I knew that were in the industry um, and uh, basically found out that finance would be a great way to learn about a lot of different sectors and industries in a short amount of time. And so just threw my hat into the ring and applied to a bunch of different positions and um, yeah, ended up uh, securing that summer internship and um, a full-time offer at the end of it and, and joining Goldman full-time. And, and that's a obviously a pretty competitive competitive track and, and I've spoken to a number of student athletes who you know they go to the interview sessions and you look around the room and you think okay well there's only so many of us that will be chosen um, and, and Goldman obviously is a prominent brand name any uh, pearls of wisdom or thoughts you have looking back on the process especially because you were given an offer and you and you stayed at Goldman for a while if if somebody's interested in investment banking and Goldman in particular, any thoughts there that you would impart? Yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing that I think really helped me was not thinking of it like a competition. Of course, there are limited spots and limited internships, but um, yeah, what really helped me was working with people to develop my knowledge base, prepare for interviews and learn about the inv investment banking industry. Um, and again, like what I appreciate about Wesleyan so much is how collaborative it is. Um, based off of my understanding, it's not necessarily like that at other schools. People are much more um, individual and yeah, not willing to share notes. But um, again, what helped me was just being able to talk to people about uh, the studying process, because in the interview setting, right, like you're being asked to talk about financial concepts and all of these terms that you have to be, um, yeah, be able to talk about eloquently. And it's difficult to do that without having talked to other people about it before. And so uh, the study groups that I was a part of and just the friends that I stayed in touch with and, and um, worked together on, uh, worked together on these interviews with, um, that's what really helped, I think. Right, like despite it being a competitive industry, it, it I think is in be everyone's best interest to to work together so that everyone um, lifts each other up and benefits. And fair to say that that collaborative sense of teamwork, um, I'm sure part of those soft skills were developed 
through those extracurricular activities, including athletics at school, right? Yeah, I think the experience that, um, yeah, draws the most parallels with, with that experience is uh, my, I guess, athletic career at Wesleyan. Um, I mean, crew is the perfect metaphor for that, right? Like you build yourself up and you make yourself stronger so that everyone benefits from from your improvements. And I think if everyone thinks of growth in that way, the whole team thrives and survives. Um, and so rowing was a great metaphor for that um, for me. And I, and I learned that the more you think about your own success within the context of supporting your team, um, only good things can happen from that. Yeah, that's very powerful. And I think very true. I know myself, when I look to hire people, I love seeing some kind of collegiate athletic experience because I think it does impart a whole host of, of, of skills um, that translate very well into the office setting. So it's right. terrific. Um, let's move on to, you know, you interned at Goldman, you were offered, you moved into the, you know, fast paced world of investment banking. What was that like initially? It was definitely a bit of a culture shock. Um, it was a very intense environment, very fast paced, uh, not much sleep. Um, the, the closest thing that I can describe uh, to what my banking experience was like was kind of like finals week at Wesleyan. It's just... <laughs> go, 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 lots of different things thrown at you. And um, I really think you end up really finding the strongest version of yourself when you're challenged in that way, though. Um, you're kind of forced to learn time management skills and uh, communication skills in a way that you just wouldn't otherwise, unless you're put in that high pressure environment. And so, yes, it was challenging. And yes, it was hard. But I do think that I came out of the experience a better, stronger person. Um, and so I'm, I'm very grateful for that experience. Um, yeah. And, and I talked to Chad Malinowski about this, who I think was the one who introduced us originally, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, oftentimes, especially within athletes, high achievers, Wall Street and investment banking can seem like the only option out there. Um, and I think it's important to realize that Oftentimes you go into IB, but you end up doing something else. Um, what did that day-to-day -day activity look like for you while you were doing investment banking? And maybe pull the curtain back a little bit for people listening who, you know, are aspiring to do what you did. Yeah. So investment banking is very deals oriented. And so, um, you know, there, there are some days when you're not busy at all, you just happen to not be staffed on deals and uh, things are slower. And then all of a sudden, within just a matter of hours or days, you could have three or four or five different projects thrown at you at the same time. Um, and so I would say that the whole experience was really just making sure to be nimble and on your toes and willing to um, just, yeah, work really hard when when the time called for it. Um, one of the best pieces of advice that I heard, actually not within investment banking, but afterward was um, know when to be, like it's impossible to be at 100% all the time. So you have to be selective about when you're operating at 80% and when you can to take the rest and, and operate at 60% because there are gonna be times 
where you're going to be called to work at 200%. And so being very good about time management and also energy management was something that um, I had to learn in terms of my my day-to-day schedule um, and taking the breaks and, and you know, having an extra long lunch on days that I could, uh, but also making sure to be prepared to double down in case the, the situation called for it. And that's another great parallel to sports and athletics, right? I think I'm an entrepreneur and I've started my own company and there can be this concept that you need to max out and redline it every day. But if you look at really high performing athletes and high performing uh, professionals, you know, they pick and choose their spots and they, they take rest when they need to, and they listen to their bodies. And it's unrealistic to think that you can go 110% every day. And, And I think that's an important takeaway too, because if you, if you do that, burnout is inevitable. Yeah, definitely. And I think right perfectly, like this, the sports analogy is um, fits perfectly right here. Um, because right, if you're if you're operating at 100% or 110% all the time, you're going to get injured. And then suddenly, you know, you're not helpful to yourself, you're not helpful to the team. And so, right, it's important to learn how to say no sometimes and learn how to be self-aware enough to give yourself that grace and that rest. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely an important lesson that I learned during, during my banking days. So now let's talk a little bit more about how you ended up where you are today, because I, I think this is a really cool story. Um, <laughs> I, I'll just go ahead and let you tell it though. Yeah. So, um, definitely an interesting, uh, ton of events. So while I was at Wesleyan, I was just surrounded by a lot of people that cared about larger social issues. And I found myself also kind of adopting that um, perspective as, as part of my nature. Like I kind of ended up leaving Wesleyan as somebody who wanted to be um, working towards social issues and, and helping the world and helping make the world a better place. I just didn't really know how that passion or desire would fit into my professional career. Um, But anyway, so I was at Goldman and um, there's this competition there called the Analyst Impact Fund. And it's hosted every year where a group of analysts can team up together and pitch a nonprofit of their choice. And so uh, this was my second year at Goldman. Um, My friends and I entered into this competition and uh, pitched a nonprofit called New Story. And at the time they were fundraising to build a 3D printer that could 3D print affordable homes. And we thought this was an exciting project, clearly extremely impactful, um, but the technology focus was also intriguing to us. Um, And so, yeah, that's the team that we chose. And we ended up coming second place in the competition. winning a $75,000 grant that then went towards New Story. Um, And I guess, yeah, over the course of the pitching process and learning about the team and learning about the mission, I just really fell in love with it and um, really grew to care about it a lot and ended up joining the the New Story team full-time a few months later. How hard of a decision was that to make, given that you know, you were doing well at Goldman, you were, you were climbing the ranks there, uh, building the resume out and um, that must have been a difficult choice to make. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely challenging. I didn't 
intend to leave Goldman. Um, I didn't have any plans to, to leave. Um, I wasn't applying for other jobs, but it was really, I just, I felt, um, yeah, strongly about committing myself towards New Stories team, New Stories mission and seeing this project through. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a challenging decision because it was scary, not because um, I didn't feel it was the right thing to do, but you know, you, you get comfortable, you build a network, you, you know, find yourself at home in this office, in this uh, city. I was living in New York at the time and it was definitely scary, the prospect of moving across the country and joining a new team, a much smaller team. Um, but I mean, in hindsight, I'm very glad I did it. Um, I've, I've grown to learn that the your 20s is a time when you're supposed to take these risks and you're supposed to experiment. And I know that I would have regretted it if I didn't take that chance and didn't take the opportunity. And, you know, since I've been at New Story, I've been able to, I mean, just be a part of an incredible team doing incredible work, uh, helping families that are homeless, um, secure um, home ownership. And yeah, no regrets looking back. So what does the, we're going to, we're going to shift into informational interview mode here. What does the day-to-day -day look like for you right now? So right now we are focused on fundraising. Uh, at New Story, we have an interesting model of social impact where not only do we build homes, we also fundraise for R&D and innovation. Right now, the affordable housing sector is, is quite arcane in terms of how we build and construct buildings. Um, and so what we strive to do is, yeah, fundraise to invest in new ideas and technologies that could help disrupt the sector and help change up how we approach affordable housing. Um, and so, yeah, right now my day-to-day -day is focused on finding investors and donors that are willing to partner with us in this endeavor. And um, yeah, we have a few big projects lined up and yeah, especially right now at the end of the year, our big push is to, to fundraise to make sure that we can carry out our vision and our big ideas. And so, you know, looking back on it, if you were, um, you know, speaking to a, a current freshman member of the crew team who was interested in potentially finance and investment banking, what are some pieces of advice that you would give to that person? Ooh, great question. Um, I guess I have one like more, uh, one more like logistical advice and then another more like soft skills related advice. Uh, the more logistical and technical one being um, prepare early. <laughs> I, I, you know, was, um, I got involved with the studying process very late into the application uh, process and it, it definitely hurt me um, to be starting so late. I was cramming information. I was staying up really late trying to catch up. Um, and, uh, you know, the earlier th that you start, the less you, I guess, carry that burden of having to really um, cram, right? And so even if you're not 100% committed towards the idea of finance or investment banking, just reading about the news and talking to your friends about it and just reading up on deals um, 
can only be helpful to you and that can start freshman year like the longer you have to be able to talk eloquently about these um, deals and situations like that can only benefit you and then more on the soft skill side just talking to a lot of different people um, reaching out to Wesleyan alums who have either done this or are currently in the industry just to learn about is this a good fit for you? Because um, I think luckily um, investment banking was a good fit for, for me, but it isn't for everyone. Um, and so making sure that you are setting yourself up for success is, is really important because you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not learning about all of these industries um, and, and what they require of you. Because if you end up in, in the wrong space, that's you know one or two extra years that you could have been doing something else that um, you would have enjoyed more. Yeah. And, and I like your comment about having a sense of exploration in your twenties um, because you're exactly right. Um, you, you know, I would encourage people to try different things uh, and see what fits and what doesn't. And you know, given the, the time that you have doing those informational interviews and reaching out to those affinity groups and alumni networks that Wesleyan offers you can really truncate the amount of time that you spend doing something that you don't want to do because right. you can you can reach out to a couple investment banking alums and you can say gosh that's you know that's not for me um, and that can save you two or three years of going down that rabbit hole so you know, these people are there to help and I would definitely echo your sentiments and encourage people to reach out because um, I do think it will kind of uh, speed things up a little bit and you can focus more on on what you enjoy doing and especially given your story I love the fact that you've been able to match you know a passion that you cultivated at Wesleyan with some of your professional acumen that you polished up while at Goldman it's it's really admirable so kudos to you well thanks and yeah I mean if there's one thing that I could add to what you just said is of course you want to minimize the the, the idea of you being in the wrong place in, a, in, a, in an industry or in a job that's not a fit for you, but it's okay if things don't go perfectly, right? Like, I think a lot of people, if, if they ended up at Wesleyan, are likely very high-performing people, very goals-oriented, and especially if you're an athlete, you're used to setting a goal and, and hitting it. Um, and one thing that I had to learn is to not be so hard on myself when I either fell short or things didn't work out exactly how I wanted. And so having that flexibility and being able to say like, you know, I'm going to try as hard as I can. Um, but if it doesn't work out, then, you know, I trust in myself enough to be able to pivot, um, I think is, is an important perspective to have that. Um, yeah. I, I, I learned kind of on the job. Um, yeah. Just the fact that it's okay to, have your first job not be the one that you stick with for the rest of your life and it likely won't be as well um and just just to take everything as a learning learning experience like if you succeed there's something to learn from that if you fail there's something to learn from that and there are ways to pivot and especially if you have a wesleyan degree like you're likely somebody who is creative and is good at thinking on their feet and used to you know um, debating people and and expanding your worldview and mindset and all of those skills come in handy when it comes to um, yeah dealing with setbacks. Yeah, we we inevitably fall into cliches on these interviews, but um, you know, you're the there is no final destination. 
I mean, I've interviewed people who are still at Wesleyan. I've interviewed people that graduated in, you know, the seventies and the eighties and the, the sentiment is all pretty much the same, which is, yeah, being open-minded and looking for the next opportunity and, and not overthinking it. Um, you know, there is no gosh, I've made it type of moment. Um, you know, your professional journey is, is kind of an ongoing sentiment. So I think that's the right mindset to have. And I would also say, you know, given your experience at Goldman, um, and, and others I've talked to about this, give yourself a little bit of, I like your term grace, give yourself a break and don't compare your journey with the person in the cubicle next to you because it's yours. And truly, you know, I'm almost 40. I think this is very accurate. Comparison can be the thief of joy and focus on what you're doing and your journey and don't necessarily worry about where you are relative to other people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think, um, right. Like comparing yourself to, yeah, the person next to you in your cubicle or whatever, like doesn't do you any service. Um, it helps to think about what makes you special and what you bring to the table, not somebody else's. Um, yeah. I mean, cause there are likely other people that are thinking the same thing about you and for you to worry about, wow, like what does this person have that I don't is just a waste of time because it doesn't benefit you in any way to, to brood over that. Um, it, yeah. It, it, the only thing that you can do is try to be the best version of yourself. Like you can't be, you physically cannot be someone else. So there's no point in, in lingering too much on, on, yeah. What someone else has that you don't. Yeah. And before we wrap up here, um, one of the things that I've realized by doing these conversations and, and informational interviews is, it really does pay to keep focused on building and maintaining those professional relationships and professional networks, because you don't know where this could lead. I mean, you and I in the pre-call, we have probably a lot of things that we're going to discuss offline and that's really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, that professional network and, and the lessons learned at Wesleyan are skills that are portable no matter where you go. And I would definitely stay grounded in that fact and that basis. Um, because especially in today's environment, you're going to move around quite a bit. Every one, two, three years, you're going to be making you know, a move to a different job or starting a venture that may or may not work out. And um, you can always come back to that home base of you know, the lessons learned at Wesleyan and that network that you've accrued at Wesleyan. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I'm what, like, Four, nearly five years out of, of Wes and um, just that network is a gift that keeps on giving. I continue to meet more and more people that um, are interesting and I could see myself working with one day and who knows, I'm, I might actually be either working for them or with them. Um, so yeah, the, the Wesleyan network is definitely one that's precious. Um, yeah, it's multidimensional and it's a, it's a really great network to be a part of. Well, Ellen, I want to thank you for being part of that vibrant network and for giving us your time today. Um, it's a cool story, and I'm personally very interested to see, you know, where it goes next and, and what the next chapter has for you. So, um, if it's okay, if anybody listening is interested in investment banking or understanding what it looks like to work at Goldman or learning more about what you're doing today, 
is it okay if they reach out to you directly? Yeah, of course. I, I love talking to current students, recent grads, honestly, anyone within the Wesleyan network I love connecting with. Um, like I said before, like Wesleyan people are just interesting. Like there are, they have so many diverse interests and talents and passions that creative. And so, yeah, anyone who wants to reach out, I would love to speak with you. Awesome. Well, thank you all. And I really appreciate the time and look forward to staying in touch. Of course. Thanks so much for having me.